Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. back down south later on next week so mom and I are trying to keep keep busy I'm trying to keep moving because if I don't my arthritis will lock me up hallelujah let's look tonight at the book of Psalms chapter 68 Psalms chapter 68 I love the word of God I love the word of the Lord. Since 2007, I have been reading the Bible through every year. And uh, you say, well, why'd you wait so long to get started? You know, I won't even answer that question because I'll have to ask you why you hadn't done it. (laughs) But I tried to catch up. I turned 70 in June. I turned 70 years old in June, and in May of this year, I finished the Bible for the 70th time. So uh, right now I'm working on number 73, so so, uh, there ain't nothing like the Bible. It's more current than tomorrow's news. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank the Lord for his word. Psalms chapter 68, verse 8. My brother's got it there. The word of the Lord said, The earth shook. The heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God. The God of Israel. Verse 9. Thou, O God, didst send a plentiful rain whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance. Notice the next four words. When it was weary. Verse 10. Thy congregation hath dwelt therein. Thou, O God, hast prepared of thy goodness for the poor. When it was weary, thou, O God, didst send a, what? Plentiful rain. And thy congregation hath Notice these words, hath dwelt therein. For a little while tonight, let me just preach to you, learning to live or living in the rain. Living in the rain. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. I don't know about Mount Carmel, Illinois, but it seems like everywhere we've been, 
in the last month, month and a half, the people have been begging for rain. I mean, Brother, Brother Paul McGee preached Louisiana camp meeting this year. I just want to know, did they have rain down there? No, no. You better be glad they didn't because when Louisiana has rains, they have skeeters that come out that could big enough to take your car away nearly. <laughs> That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but when they when they when those Louisiana mosquitoes come out, they mean business. They mean business, I'll guarantee you. But I know it was hot in Louisiana. Everywhere we've been since uh, May has been hot, hot and hotter, hot, hotter and hottest. I mean, we went through, what, three weeks, three weeks, just a, a week or so ago, we ended a three-week span where the temperature hardly ever got below 100. That's rough on old folks. That's rough on us old folks, amen. But they're begging for rain, begging for rain. And, and, and I saw on Facebook, uh, after all this dryness and after all this drought that we had for so many weeks, uh, people was just nearly dancing in the streets. You know, they had their video cameras. They had their cameras on, uh, their phones on camera, and they were, they were sticking their camera out in the, Rain. They said, rain. It's raining. It's raining. Right? So very dry. We needed rain. When, when David said, thou didst confirm thine inheritance, you sent a plentiful rain and you confirmed thine inheritance. That word confirm, it comes from a Latin word. And that, that Latin word is C-O-N-F-I-R-M-A-R-E. Confirmare. And the, the prefix C-O-N it means together, together, and the firm air means strengthen. So when God confirmed Israel with the plentiful rain, he strengthened them together by the rain. He brought them Together with the rain. There is nothing that brings a church more together than a good old Holy Ghost rain. Huh? A good old Holy Ghost outpouring a storm cloud of rain of the Holy Ghost that comes in. I mean, it'll make folks that hadn't talked to each other in months, they'll get in an altar and they'll repent of their sin and they'll be loving on the person they've been talking about. Come on now. God said, I want to confirm you. I want, 
I want to send you something that will strengthen you together. So I'm going to send you a plentiful rain, not just some little, little shower, not just showers of blessings. We're going to have a rain. I'm going to let it rain for you because I know you are weary. Dryness, dryness will make you tired. The heat will wear you out. Hear me? I said the heat will absolutely wear you out. Projects that you could have done in, in, in 15 minutes. When it's dry and it's hot, it'll take you twice as long or three times as long because sweat gets in your eyes. And if you're like me, you wear glasses and then it gets all over your glasses and you can't see one thing. You see three things and it's, it's just a hard deal, isn't it? It's just a tough deal when it gets dry and it gets hot. But if there comes a shower, if there becomes a rain that cools things off. I love it driving down the highway in that big old motorhome and it'd be hot, 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 hot. I look down and my, my thermometer is showing in there and says it's 95 outside. You hit a little rain shower. You hit a little rain shower and it starts really coming down real good. Within three miles, it's dropped 15 degrees. Huh? Psalm 68 is dealing with a wandering Israel. Not W-O-N, but W-A-N. A wandering Israel. And David speaks of these people who are weary. They are a people who had absolutely felt the earth shake underneath their feet. These people had seen the mountains crumble during a demonstration of the presence of God. They had seen Sinai, the very mountain of God. They had seen it move due to the presence of God. It seems to me that anybody who had witnessed the awesome power of God like Israel had, they would have had a very hard time becoming weary or becoming bored with God's mighty acts. That's what it seems to me. But this little bit of information about them being weary that shows me and it lets us catch an inside look, if you will, at humanity in general. It doesn't matter how good we've got it. It doesn't matter how much God is moving. It doesn't matter how many miracles we see because we are made of dirt, because we are made of dust, because we are humanity, we can become quickly tired. We can become easily bored with the moving hand of God. It seems to make no difference how strong the power of God is moving. It does not matter, it seems, of who's being moved by. 
that power, humanity can quickly become bored and they tire very quickly even while they're seeing the moving hand and power of their great and powerful God. You know, after Louisiana camp, we just closed Tennessee camp Friday night. Three of the most powerful services, three of the, three of the most powerful nights of camp meeting I've ever been in. Bishop David Poole preached our, our camp meeting and God worked miraculously in, in every service. And you would think, you would think that after this camp meeting season, You'd think about, you'd think that everybody would be still on the top of Mount Sinai. You'd think that everybody would still be jumping high, wanting to walk across the top of the pews. Victory marches would be happening in every service because, oh, we had a time at camp. My, the Holy Ghost moved at camp meeting. But we come back on Wednesday night after camp meeting. And the crowd's not here. You know, the building's not full. And we think, well, God's forgot about us. Where's all that power went? Where did it all go? What happened? The power's still available. God hadn't unplugged. I said, God hasn't unplugged. What he was able to do in camp meeting, he's able to do in this place tonight. The spirit that you felt at camp meeting, you can feel it in here because you took the spirit with you and you brought the spirit home. Hallelujah. It was raining at camp meeting. I got news for you. It's raining here tonight too. The Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place. Regardless of Israel's penchant for quick lapses of memory, regardless of their weariness from their wilderness wandering, God was still a blessing God. God was still a God who knew how to pour out his spirit, his blessings, his power. They forgot that it was he who had his hand upon them. It was that same God that kept their shoes from wearing out for 40 years. It it kept them in the same suit of clothes for 40 years. Oh, excuse me, just for a moment. Just for a moment. They didn't even have to have Weight Watchers and they didn't have to have Atkins diet and they didn't have to have any of that stuff because God kept everybody going for 40 years. Now, let's, let's just talk real, real simply tonight. If God can do it for 40 years, could he not do it for the next 40 and then the next 40 and the next 40 and now... 
so many generations later, you and I walk into this place tonight. They start singing the songs of Zion. We start feeling the power and the presence of God yet again. Hallelujah. God knows that we are dust. He knows that we're forgetful. He knoweth our frame. He knoweth our frame. He knows your down sittings and your uprisings. He sees you in the city and he sees you in the country. Oh, help me now. He sees you when you're feeling good and when you're not feeling so good. He said, I'll bless you when you're coming in. And I'll bless you when you're going out. He said, I'll bless the fruit of your body. I'll bless your, your storehouses. Huh? Thou, God. David said, thou, God, didst send a plentiful rain. A plentiful rain whereby thou didst confirm or strengthen together thine inheritance when it was weary. When they needed some sort of confirmation that they were doing the right thing. We were following the right guy. We are obeying the right voices. We are on the right track even though we are wandering around wandering around in a waste howling wilderness for 40 years perhaps even drier than the Sahara Desert when all of that was happening God realized that flesh gets tired God realizes that men wear out God realizes that we need to be confirmed God realizes that we need a little strengthening. So right in the middle of the dry spell, right in the middle when nobody seems to be paying attention to what you're doing, nobody's loving on you, nobody's caring about you, all of a sudden out of nowhere, God said, I'm going to send that person a plentiful rain. I'm going to let them feel my spirit. I'm going to let them feel it. Hallelujah. You may wind up being the only one standing. Everybody in the church may be sitting down and you be the only one standing up. But you're standing up because all of a sudden you feel the, the rain of the sweet presence of God. It's coming in on you. Why? Because God knows that you're tired. God knows that you're weary. God knows that your day has been long. God knows that the doctors, God knows that the doctor didn't tell you what you wanted to hear. God knows that the bank said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. God knows that you're psychologically messed up from the trials of this life. So God says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to send you a plentiful rain. Oh, because I want you to, I want you to feel confirmed. 
I want you to be strengthened in your hour of weakness. Hey, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. You're doing the right things. You're coming to the right church. You're singing the right songs. You're praying the right prayers. Could I help somebody tonight? The devil been talking to you, saying you need to change what you've been praying about. You need to keep praying what you've been praying. You need to keep praying what you've been praying about. Because the answer, the answer is going to come in the next rainstorm. Hallelujah. The start of verse 10 says, Thy congregation hath dwelt therein. What happened to Israel? They decided somewhere along your Christian journey, you have to decide, I'm just going to live in the rain. I'm going to live in the rain. You may want to live in the dry, but I'm going to live in the rain. My old dad, he's dead and gone, been gone since 1995. I used to hear him say, you need to get under the spout. <laughs> you need to get under the spout where the glory is coming out. Can I just preach to this, preach to this congregation? You need to quit. You need to quit listening to the naysayers, and you need to find you some yaysayers. I said you need to quit listening to the naysayers and find you some yaysayers. You want some yay promises? You want some yes promises? Get in the word. Get in the word because all of the promises of God in him are yea and amen. You know what you've got to do? Let me put two sermons together real quick. Let me just do two sermons real quick together. You've got to say amen. You've got to be willing and able to say amen on earth to what God has already said yes to in heaven. Give me, give me two minutes. Give me two minutes. Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in, watch out now, not on, but he said in earth as it is in heaven. In earth as it is in heaven. Genesis 2, 7. You know what that says? And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the earth. So pinch yourself. Pinch yourself. I'm just dirt. I'm earth. Now, 
The will of God is already done in heaven. It's already done in heaven. Let me see that Bible. Is that a Bible right there? You don't have to open it. This, what is a, what is a will? A will. Is it not a testament? You've got two testaments here. David said, Thy word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven. It's already settled. They're not, they're not, they're not up there deciding. The Holy Trinity is not up there deciding. Well, I think we need to take this out of the testament. I think we need to change this around in the will. No, no. The will of God is the word of God. It is already settled and it is forever settled. You know what forever means? That means before there was time. And when time shall be no more, it will still be settled. There is no changing the word of God. So what you need to do, you need to just go ahead and say amen in earth to what God has already said yes to in heaven. And God said, I'm going to send you a plentiful rain because I want you to be confirmed. I want you to be strengthened. Oh, is that okay? Have I got another couple of minutes? Did you know, did you know that the northwest corner of Washington State and the north coast of Oregon are the wettest areas in the United States. The northwest corner of Washington State and the northern coast of Oregon are the wettest areas in the USA. Did you know that those areas have a yearly precipitation total of over 100 inches of rain? That is eight feet and four inches of rain annually. Eight feet of rain falls in those areas every year on average. On the other hand, did you know that the state of Nevada is the driest place in the USA? with only a total of 9.5 inches of rain per year. Less than one foot of rain falls in Nevada, while eight feet plus falls in the Pacific Northwest. Now, for me, the staggering statistic is this. The state of Nevada has a population of 3.3 million people. 
It's amazing how many people are willing to live without rain. Bishop Steve Wilson, Sister Pat, Sister Joyce and I went west in October of last year. We stopped in Death Valley, Arizona, the hottest place in America. Record temperature in Death Valley was 135 degrees back in 1912 or 13. Hottest recorded temperature ever in America. When I tell you there was nothing there, when I didn't see one sprig of green grass, all there was was dust and potholes. I like to took the back end out of my motorhome. I drove it off. We rode rode off the, off the the highway just so we could park in an area and, and sightsee for just a second, get our picture made out there in the middle of nowhere. And I didn't know that when you dropped off of the pavement, you really dropped off the pavement. I dropped the back end off that, that motorhome and hit a, it must have been that deep. It's the one that didn't break the axle. It Man, everything in that motorhome nearly come apart. I thought Sister Pat Wilson was going to pass out. Dry, dry, dusty, without rain. Yet there are three million people. There's three million human beings that are willing to stay in the driest place in America, they'll stay there year-round. Oh, there's some preaching right here. If I, if I just wanted to break loose and get with it, I might hurt somebody's feelings if I really preach what's there. There's, a, there's too many folks willing to... There's too many folks willing to live in dry places. But you got to watch out walking around in dry places. Because the spirit of the enemy walks in dry places. That's scripture. That's not my opinion. That's that, that's that will and testament that I was talking about. That's right out of the word. There's some evil spirits that walk around in dry places. The best thing you can do is find the spout where the glory. Where the rain's falling. I said where the rain's falling. If the Holy Ghost is moving, get close. Yeah, find you somebody that's talking in tongues. Find you somebody that's clapping their hand and get as close to them as you can and say, let some of that fall on me. Let some of that get on me because I need to leap for joy. I need to jump. I need to shout. I need to talk in tongues. Come on. Now, on the other hand, in the Pacific Northwest, the state of Washington, the state of Washington, the wettest area in the country, they have a population of 7.5 million people, twice as many 
Twice as many people want to live where the rain, where the rain is falling. That ought to tell you something. I said that ought to tell you something. Twice as many folks want a, want a revival of rain. Folks, there's twice as many people wanting to feel what you're feeling. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They're willing to dwell or live in the rain. Dwell or live in the rain. Let me speak a word of faith, if you will, to this apostolic church. This first apostolic church. I want you to get ready. I want you to get ready for a plentiful rain. I want you to start listening. I want you to start listening in prayer for the sound of an abundance of rain. Listen for the sound of rain. Quit listening for the leaves to crackle under your feet. Quit looking for the dust to fly up from your shoes. Look instead in a spiritual sense and see if your feet ain't getting muddy. Hallelujah. Look and see if some, some Holy Ghost rain cannot fall in your life. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and talk to you. God has seen your weariness. I said, God has seen your weariness. So you need to get ready for the rain. You need to get ready for some rain. I don't know, Sister Dawn, if I wouldn't start bringing umbrellas and decorate the sidewalls with some umbrellas. Huh? Find you, find you some of them big old rubber uh, goulashes. Remember that? What, 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 is that what they call them? Goloshes? Big old goloshes and set them out there in the doorway. New people walk in and say, what's them for? Oh, we're just expecting the rain. We're expecting the rain. We're not content with dry. We are being confirmed. God's going to confirm us. He's going to strengthen us together with a plentiful rain. Hallelujah. I challenge you. I challenge you to come into this building and be ready to be refreshed. Be ready to be renewed. Be ready to be refired. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. It's Holy Ghost time. If my brother was here, he'd say, this is tongue-talking weather right here. This is tongue-talking weather. This Holy Ghost weather. It's time for backsliders to come. It's time for the down and out to come. It's time for the up and out to come. I told Bishop before church, I told Bishop before service last week in our camp meeting on Friday night. Let me preface, let me preface that with a, a little background. A couple of months ago, three months ago maybe, Sister Wilson and I were preaching in a little town of a thousand people in the state of Texas. 
little town called Shepherd, Texas. Preaching for Brother Greg Gerald, pastors there. Wonderful man. Great, great church. United Pentecostal Church. On Sunday morning, I looked out into the congregation, and I saw sitting back, three-quarters of the way back on the right, I saw an elderly man and his wife and a, a younger woman sitting between them or with them. And I didn't know them. I didn't know anybody in the church. Barely knew the pastor. But uh, I preached and sang and did my deal. And the Lord was kind to us. After service, this young woman came to the front to talk to us. And she said, you don't know me. She said, but my name is Michelle Caps. She said, my husband was guitar player Jimmy Caps. Jimmy Caps played lead guitar on the Grand Ole Opry for 61 years. Jimmy Caps played on He Stopped Loving Her Today. Jimmy Caps played on Stand By Your Man. Jimmy Caps played on uh, The Gambler, Kenny Rogers' song. Jimmy Caps played on almost every major hit song that had ever come out of Nashville. She said, Jimmy Caps was my husband. He died two years ago. Michelle Caps had been born and raised right there in that United Pentecostal Church. She sang in the choir in that United Pentecostal Church when she was a teenage girl. Walked away from God. Jimmy Caps' wife died in Nashville. Michelle had gone to Nashville. She sang background vocals on the Grand Ole Opry. She worked on the Grand Ole Opry for years. And so we, we just got acquainted there in Texas. <clears throat> Friday night, she lives in Nashville. So we contacted her and let her know that we wanted her to come to camp meeting. So she came on Friday night, and the Holy Ghost blew through that building. My Lord, it was amazing. And Brother Poole, he stepped over to me, and he said, you think that woman would be opposed to me praying for her? I said, oh, I don't think so. So he just marched down the aisle, back about three or four rows from the back. He leaned in and motioned for Michelle to step over. He said, I want to pray for you. He laid his hands on her, and when he did, when he did, she threw both hands in the air. That head went back. She began to speak with a heavenly language. Oh, she was miraculously renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost, talking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Before we left Tuesday morning, yesterday morning to come, we stopped, we had, we had supper with Michelle Caps at the Cracker Barrel on Monday night, sat there and talked for two hours to her about the goodness of the Lord and about the things of God. 
and just 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 amazing what God did in her life in one night. In one night. Why? Because there was a rain. And there were some folks, there were some folks in that church that was willing to just dwell in it. There wasn't nobody saying, nobody was saying, let's get out of here. Let's go home. Service is about over. I'm tired. I'm hungry. No, they just wanted to stay and dwell. They wanted to dwell, to dwell in the rain. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. When the rain of God's spirit, revival, Holy Ghost, healing, miracles, when it begins in this sanctuary, never rush out. Say, I'm going to stay here. I'll stay here. I want to dwell in the rain. Hey, hallelujah. The plentiful rain, the plentiful rain of the Spirit of the Lord is starting today. I said the Holy Ghost rain is starting today. Why? Because God wants to confirm us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to lift us in our faith. I believe tonight on this midweek service night, God has come by here. I said God has come by here with a fresh shower of blessing and glory to confirm his word in our lives. Is there anybody in here that would be willing to live in the rain? Live in the rain. Is there anybody in here tonight that's tired of the dry, waste-howling wilderness? Dry, barren places where no water is. I know some people who live in those areas in upper Washington, in Oregon, and to them they never complain. I never heard them complain about dwelling in the rain. You see them, they're just as happy. They're just smiling. I see pictures of them online with their families. They're happy, and they live in the wettest area of the United States. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I can't live without water. I can't live without water. I'm sorry, I am not a cactus. I'm not a cactus. Now granted, I need lemonade in mine. But there are too many supposed Christians that are comfortable living in the dry, the dusty, the lifestyle of a cactus. No rain, no revival, no renewal. Dusty altars are okay with me. Empty pews are all right with me. Unused baptistries are all right with me. No, no, no. It cannot be in the kingdom of God. There must be rain. Oh, listen to me. It's time to find the rainy spot. I said it's time to find the rainy spot and dwell there. Dwell there. Woo. 
there's a whole lot more beauty where the rains are frequent. I said, there's a whole lot more color where the rains are frequent. There's a whole lot more fruitfulness where the rains are falling often. There's a whole lot less grumping and complaining among saints when Holy Ghost is happening. There's only, there's only one thing about the desert southwest that gives it any desirableness. And that is its unique dryness. You've heard it. Oh, it's 110 out here. But it's a... Huh? What is it? They say, oh, it's a dry heat. Yeah, but it's still 110. Huh? But to them, that's... You know, they're just used to it. They got accustomed to the dryness. Hey, I've, I've been to Carlsbad, New Mexico, go every October. There's very little colorful beauty to look at in the southwest. I mean, bushes that don't grow no taller than this right here. Jackrabbits under them. Right? No grass, just dirt. Everywhere you move, the dust, dust flies. But they tell me that the Pacific Northwest is some of the most beautiful country in all the world. They say vegetation has no problem growing there. And we know why, don't we? There's no shortage of rain. There's no shortage of water. If we are weary, God will send a plentiful rain. I said, if we get weary, God will send us a plentiful rain. If God sent plentiful rain for a disobedient Israel in the middle of the wilderness, why would he not send it to a church family that's hungry for revival? Why wouldn't he send it to a church family that is willing to pray and seek God? Why wouldn't he send it to a church family that knows how to worship? Are we weary of the dryness? Are you tired of the dry weather? God is sending a plentiful rain for you and I to dwell in. Now then, I'm closing Well, the question, is there anybody in here that's ready to move? Ready to move into the land of plentiful rain? You know, you don't just, well, I'm taking too long. Don't just pack your little overnight bag. Don't pack your little, your little uh, 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 toiletry bag and say, well, I want to get in the rain. You ought to do like the Beverly Hillbillies. Put the rocking chair on top of the car. Tie it down. Tie it down with bailing wires. 
rope. And if Granny needs to bring her shotgun, you, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. When they left Arkansas or wherever it was they lived, they took off for California because they had done struck a wall. They done struck a wall. And they said, we don't have anything to have to go back for. We're not going to leave the cat behind. We're going to take her with us. Fifi the puppy, she's going to go to the kids' bicycles. You know, everything. What are you saying? Get ready to live in it. You better get ready to live in the rain. I said, you better get ready to live in the rain. Because as close as we are, as close as we are to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's people all over this town of 7,000 plus. There's folks all over this place that need what you are feeling tonight. They need the word of God preached to them. They need their sins washed away in water baptism. They need to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. They need to feel the power, the cleansing power, the refreshing power of this rain from heaven. Hallelujah. You sing that little chorus, I feel the rain, I feel the rain, I feel it all falling all down on me. I feel the rain, I feel the rain, I feel it falling. Mm -hmm. The former rain and the latter rain together. Just like the scripture said. I'm not talking about the weather naturally. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost rain. When's the last time you reached was renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you prayed and actually broke through speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God did that? Don't wait too long. I said, don't wait too long. Please don't live by the mantra. Please don't live by the mantra. Well, I got the Holy Ghost 40 years. I spoke in tongues then. That's like saying I ate when I was three years old. I'm 40 now. Huh? Is that okay? No, don't say, I got the Holy Ghost 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I eat, I eat yesterday too. But I want to tell y'all what, I stopped at a place over there in Henderson, Kentucky today, a little old restaurant, and I found me the biggest and the best, thickest homemade pancake in the man in the country, it was awesome. And you know what? I might go back there tomorrow because it was so good. I said it was so good. I enjoyed it so much because I think you know if I ate it there today, surely they won't change the recipe overnight. I'm just going to go ahead and run myself out of town. I'm going to run myself out of town. You go to some places, you go to some places called churches, and they're changing the recipe 
with every wind that blows. They're changing the recipe with every preacher they listen to. But like I said a while ago, the word of God is forever settled. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's unchangeable. My mother, my mother could make the best homemade biscuits to side of glory. And I know she didn't change the recipe every morning. Because she fed her her, her children, all ten of us, she fed us a homemade breakfast every morning of the world when we was growing up going to school. And every morning them biscuits tasted just exactly the same. Right. You know what? When you start living in the rain, when you really start living in the rain, you'll get to the place where you don't even need a cap. Huh? It just don't bother me. You know? It don't unnerve me. A lot of folks get unnerved when the Holy Ghost gets to preach. I wish y'all would quit saying amen so I could quit. Huh? A lot of folks get nervous when the Holy Ghost moves. Woo, hope he don't walk back here. I'm going to tell you what. Michelle Capps told me the other night after she had already talked in tongues like a Chinese laundry, one preacher said. She was refilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She grabbed me after church. She said, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you invited me here. I'm so glad I came to church. Hallelujah. Will you learn to live in the rain? If you'll learn to live in the rain, God let the rain pour. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know what to do here, Pastor. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.